Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello there. Dr. Ross Green here, coming to you from the offices of Lives in the Balance here in Portland, Maine. Glad you were able to join in today. Um, We've got, uh, well, we think we have Anytown Elementary on with us today. And though it was working before uh, we went on the air, doesn't seem to be working now. We were actually going to play a recording of uh, the folks at Anytown Elementary doing the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems on a particular student. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be working now. We had it running well, and now it is not running at all. Uh, and we don't have the folks from Anytown with us yet either. So hopefully they will call in and we will have ourselves uh, a little program today. In the meantime, um, plan B. Uh, Been out in the schools a ton lately and um, have been running into the things that people run into when they're trying to implement um, uh, the model, solving problems collaboratively in a uh, school building. And um, those are things worth talking about today as well. Um, One of the schools I was in last week is running into many of the things that um, schools uh, run into when they're trying to get the ball rolling um, in terms of getting people on board. getting some people in the building using the model, and then what happens when other people in the building are not. Uh, Those are some of the logistical things that buildings run into, especially in that bridge between getting the core group good at using the model and then trying to spread it throughout the rest of the building. Now, here's the good news. Anytown is now with us, so I'm going to hold off on that discussion. We may come back to it later in the program. Anytown, how are you today? We're fine. Thanks, Ross. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Who do we have with us in your building? Uh, The principal, me, (laughs) one of my teachers and my child care worker. Got it. So listen, I had the I have the recording that you all sent in downloaded hey. and was a- actually playing it before the program began. Yay! So Unfortunately, it good. well, it worked then, oh. <laughs> but it is not working now. And so you know what I'm going to do? do We're going to talk a little bit. Okay. It takes about. It takes about 10 minutes to download um, the program, and then okay. we're going to play it. Oh, um, good. Now, here's, here's the thing about it. 
Um, one of the things that I didn't know before I started trying to figure this out is, oh, a description is required. Hang on. Okay. Is um, the the radio program doesn't give me a mechanism for starting and stopping to give okay. you all feedback on what I'm hearing. So what okay. I think I'm going to do once we start playing it is we really have no choice but to play a meaningful amount of it through. The entire tape is 50 minutes, and we don't need to listen to the whole thing for me to no. give you all feedback on your use of the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems. Just okay. really 12 or 15 minutes, um, just so our listeners can get the flavor of um, what it sounds like. And then, as is almost always the case, I'm going to have some feedback for you all about things you can tune up a little on in your use of the ALSIP. How's that sound as a plan? That sounds fantastic. Sounds good. Now, the last time I downloaded, uploaded it, it only took about uh, five minutes to get it uploaded. So here's what I think we ought to do in our first five minutes. Okay. Um, first of all, let's, let's do a – we haven't spoken in a while – Let's talk a little bit about how things are going in your building. Let's also talk as a prelude to what people are going to hear. This is an actual meeting in which the ALSIP is being used yes. to, under, to identify the lagging skills and unsolved problems of a particular student. Yes. Um, I want to run through the uh, guidelines for the writing of unsolved problems because – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give – uh, our listeners a little advance warning on this because uh, some of its feedback I'm going to be giving you and I want to make sure that people know that um, what they're hearing in um, some of it does include the guidelines and some of it doesn't so I'm going to give you all advance sort of billing on what we're going to be talking about afterwards um, but give me a sense about how things are going in your building with the model in general then I'll turn to the guidelines, and then this thing should be uploaded, and we should be able to listen. Uh, it seems to be going well. We are we are actually working with about 12 students now, and we've decided not to increase that because it it's just more difficult to get the time in. And as you know, we offer time to the teachers to meet with their students to do the um, solving of the problems collaboratively, and. Um, so we decided to cut it off at 12 right now, even though we probably have a lot more students that could use it. Um, the teachers are, are very into it. I know they're happy to meet to do the ALSEP. We do get bogged down with the ALSEP. Not that it, it's just that I don't think we spend enough time on each one of these things because I've heard on one of your other shows that it's stating that on each one of the lagging skills, we could probably come up with their four examples of the unsolved problem. Is that correct? Absolutely. You could probably come up with more than four. So that's where we kind of uh, originally, I think when we started off with you at the beginning of the year, we were saying it's taking us way too long to do the ALSEP. And then we got to a point where we could do it within 50 minutes and we were really happy with ourselves, but then we realized we weren't taking the time to be specific enough with the unsolved problem. Does that make and you're sense? Gonna get yeah, you're going to get some of that feedback today, especially when it comes to the wording okay. um, and how we want to word the unsolved problem. Excellent. Um, 
We're, we're 20 minutes. We're 20% into our upload. Um, okay. So we'll we'll be getting to it. Oh, within the next five or ten minutes or so. But um, yes, it's the it's the wording of the unsolved problem and whether and the degree to which it sticks with the guidelines that um, will be my primary feedback to you all. Okay. Um, let, let's go through those guidelines, shall we? Sure. Guideline number one: the, the unsolved problem should be free of challenging behavior. Meaning, we're not going to include the kids' challenging behavior in the unsolved problem for several reasons. Number one, it makes it crystal clear to everybody that the behavior itself is not the unsolved problem. The unsolved problem is the problem giving rise to the behavior. Okay. Number two, there's there's a second reason, and that is that the wording of the unsolved problem is going to translate directly into how we introduce the unsolved problem to the student when we're trying to solve the problem collaboratively. And often, not always, but often, if you throw a kid's challenging behavior at him, it reduces the likelihood that he will participate in Plan B. Okay. So we want to get rid of challenging behavior and, in, and, in, and start our, the wording of our unsolved problems with the word difficulty. Difficulty takes the place of any challenging behavior we might be tempted to include in the unsolved problem. So for example, um, difficulty moving from choice time to math is a pretty specific unsolved problem. Um, That's guideline number one. Guideline number two, the unsolved problem should be free of adult theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adult theories could take up a meaningful amount of time in our meeting if we are willing to let it. But we are not willing to let it. So in other words, Our unsolved problem will not sound like this. Difficulty moving from choice time to math because his parents are going through a difficult divorce. Right. No theories. And so what I always say to people is anything that comes after because, including the word because, is out. Mm. Good? Yeah. Yeah, we're taking notes. (laughs) While we're playing this, because I've listened to it already, okay. while we're playing this, you will definitely hear some theorizing. Oh, yes. <laughs> and here's what I'm thinking. If we got rid of that theorizing, we could spend the time talking about more unsolved problems. Yes, yes. I, yeah, it makes that's, sense. <laughs> that's guideline number two. Excellent. Guideline number three, the unsolved problem is split, not clumped. Here's an, example of a, here's an example of a clumped unsolved problem. Difficulty writing. Where is he having difficulty writing? Okay. Science, social studies, and English. 
Those are three separate unsolved problems. Why is that? A few reasons. Number one, the reason he's having difficulty writing may be different for each of those three subjects. And number two, if we clump it, and that translates into the introduction to the unsolved problem for the kid, it's going to sound like this. I've noticed that you're having difficulty writing what's up. And now he's going to be confused because we've asked him about, in one sentence, we've asked him to describe for us all of the things he's having difficulty writing on. So you want us to be incredibly specific. I want you to be specific. Okay. We don't need to say you're having difficult. I've noticed that you're having difficulty writing the paragraphs in English at 2.13 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time on Tuesdays. So okay. I wouldn't say we want you to be incredibly specific, but we do want to be specific when it comes to who, if that applies. Okay. What, in other words, what, what's he having difficulty writing on? Paragraphs in English would be very specific. Okay. Um, where, when. So the, what makes it specific is who and or what and or where, when. And then okay. we usually have an unsolved problem that is specific enough um, so that, A, the kid knows what we're talking about, and, B, he's able to respond because we've been specific enough to get him into the file, so to speak, of that unsolved problem in a way that permits him to give us the information we're looking for. Okay. Whenever we clump, it's often because we think we're being more efficient by clumping, and uh, something I said to a group that I supervise on Mondays today is going to ring true, and that is often in this process, every time we think we're saving time, we end up spending more time. So uh, the, things that, the things we think are going to make it more efficient often end up costing us more time. Uh, the, uh, our teacher has a question. Please. How far do you let the student go with respect to, so one of his issues is writing in another subject area that I don't teach, and then he starts directing it towards the other teacher? We well, I think, I think you have because to... Because now we were sort of stepping into professional areas in terms of between me and another teacher. Well, and I don't think it has to be dipping into professional stuff between you and another teacher, I think that if he's having, what's, what's, whatever your subject is, let's say your subject is social studies, and he starts drifting into talking with you about difficulty writing in English, you have a judgment call to make right there. One issue is, does what he's beginning to describe about English relate to social studies? And I would ask that. Um, Student, is the stuff you're telling me now about the difficulties you're having writing in English related to the things I can actually help you with, which is social studies, or is that a completely different problem? Okay. And if the student, if the student says it's related, then you can say, well, you know what would be helpful? Let's talk about it, though, 
in the context of social studies because that's what I can really help you with. And now okay. yeah. you Great. don't have a professional conflict involved. You're just steering it back to the unsolved problem that you, A, probably began with, and B, is the one that you are equipped to actually help solve. Okay. Okay. And you can say, so So if, if even if you don't try to relate what he's saying about English to social studies, you can say, you know what, I, I need to let Mrs. Abernathy, I'm making that up obviously, know <laughs> that, that you're having difficulty in English too, because I know that you would like to talk with me about that. I just don't know if I'm the best person to be helping you solve that problem because I'm not your English teacher. Um, so how about, would you like me to let Mrs. Abernathy know that this is a problem for you in English too so that she can help you with that? That's, okay. If you're feeling like this is an unsolved problem that you're really not in a position to help with, or if you're feeling like there's a professional conflict that's getting in the way, that's a good way to handle it. Okay, thank you. Make sense? Makes sense. Good. We are now 80% into our upload of the audio that we'd like to play, 81%. So things are proceeding nicely. But that tells me we have another three or four minutes left before we can play it. Any other? So, um, you know what? Let me give you advance heads up on, and our listeners' advance heads up on some of the feedback I'm going to be giving you. Then we'll play it for 10 or 15 minutes, and then we'll discuss it until the end of the program. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. One of the things that you're going to be getting feedback on is using the word difficulty to start the unsolved problem and then being specific enough about the unsolved problem. I think that you're doing a pretty good job of splitting. And by the way, this all is predicated on the belief that this will upload well and that you can actually... Listen to it. It was uploaded beautifully, but my start button disappeared after I played it a few times and tried to stop it. So what, what that's about, we don't know, but we're now 91% into the download. Um, and the other feedback that you'll get is that there is some theorizing going on. Um, and the reason I'm giving you a heads up on this is because I'm not going to be able to stop it in the middle. So what I'm going to do is play it for 10 or 15 minutes and then stop it but it's going to be uninterrupted so our listeners can hear some of your meeting in which the ALSIP was being used to identify lagging skills and unsolved problems, and then we'll stop it after 10 or 15 minutes, but just the heads up on the kind of feedback that you're getting, going to be uh, getting just so people and you all are listening for those things in the recording as it's playing. Sound like a plan? Thank you, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We are now 99% into our <laughs> download, and now it says 100%. And now if it shows up in – and there uh, – hold on. It's trying hard. <laughs> oh, and now guess what? Now the play button has reappeared on the original recording. Oh, that's um, funny. So I don't want to interrupt this thing as it's downloading. I'm a little worried that – It'll screw everything up. So let's let it finish itself here. Should take one more second here, and then we'll play it. Um, but listen, listen. What I, what I would like our listeners to do, and what I'd like you all to do, is a little self-critiquing. 
Um, I've given you some of the things to listen for, but, okay, now it's done. Uh, I've given you some of the things to listen for. Now try to listen for them, and we'll see how we go. I'll come back on in about 10 or 15 minutes. Good? Yes, thank you. Here we go. So um, we're going to talk about Tom today. Uh, do the the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems. So, um, how about the first one? Difficulty handling transitions, shifting from one mindset or a task to another. Yeah, that's definitely an issue. Sir. Definitely an issue. Okay. So, um, you got any specific examples of that? Um, finishing math and having uh, cleaning up and getting ready to go for recess. Math, okay. And uh, what time does that, is there a time of the day that takes place? It's always right before recess. Okay, right before recess. Okay. Um, and so what, what does that look like? What's that, what's going on at that time? Uh, give him the class, five minute warning, and then that, you know, five minutes will be cleaning up, finishing up. And for him, that means throw everything in my desk and run and grab my snack. Oh, okay. And this is where he's heading to the, to the lineup? Yeah, Wanting and then he needs to be first. <laughs> right, and that's that's causing some difficulty. Yeah, because he's yeah. not putting the papers in his binder, so then the next day when we go to do it, he mm-hmm. can't find it, yeah. or he doesn't know where it is, yeah. or he's not finishing the task. So right. I give him a five-minute warning so they can finish off at a natural spot, not in the middle of it question where's hilted okay so and that's uh, that's a predictable thing that that will like it's you know it's probably going to happen tomorrow tomorrow. yeah 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 okay so um so that's so if we were to talk to him about the unsolved problem uh it would be did you say it's always math before recess? Is that Usually it's math, yeah. but um, sometimes it would be uh, personal planning. Right. Before and recess? Yeah, and he'd still have the same okay. difficulty. So and any subject just before recess? Yeah. Yeah. And and the same thing would be just before lunch? Anytime that we're uh, preparing to leave the classroom. Right. Okay. So it could be like going to gym. Or going to gym, going to library. Music. In French. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Except when we're coming here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't give yeah. a little warning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, um, if we were to talk to him, would it be best to talk about the math situation just for recess? Is that the yeah, specific situation? Yeah, probably. Okay. Okay. And, and at this point, we don't really fully understand what's going on for him. Why that's difficult for him to just. Go. Do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, so difficulty doing things in a logical sequence or prescribed order. Mm. I think that's kind of the way he prefers First things. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So he's <coughs> okay with that. Things that if that. things are out of sequence, yeah. it has difficulty. More of an issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, difficulty persisting on challenging or tedious tasks. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you think of a specific situation where that's difficult for him? Um, 
art, drawing, not necessarily art itself, but when it comes to drawing, mm-hmm. um, which is something he seems to not feel confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He has difficulty completing it as to the expectations, or right. will sort of sit there and not fulfill what needs to be done, mm-hmm. procrastinate on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so. Dr- uh, it, it, is it predictable in the sense that if you ask him to do to some drawing tomorrow, it would probably be a difficult thing for him? Yeah, you probably. I mean, he always tries hard. That's not. Ah. That's but that would be difficult for him to maintain focus on it. You could, he will wander, sort of stop drawing, or he will do it really quickly to so get it over with. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you say wander, he'll get up and wander around? No, like he'll oh. just kind of... Okay. But it would be predictable that he he might start off doing the drawing, but it yeah. would become a difficult yeah. for him. To expect him to okay. remain focused on it would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is that true for math? If it, gets diff- if it becomes difficult? Yeah, he'll pack up. Like, in math, he'll pack up before he's finished. So he'll say he's done when he's not really done mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's become difficult. And so instead of asking for help or even when he does ask for help, he'll then oh. And so you'll ask him, Caleb, are you finished? And he'll say yes. And then if you ask him to show it to you so you can sort of check mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Um, then you'll find that it's not finished. Right. Okay. So that... That would be yeah, another example of pr- difficulty persisting. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I want it to be better to talk about drawing or math in that example. It kind of ties in with with the transition too, doesn't it? Yeah. So, which one do you think would be better, drawing or the math? I think the math would probably be easier for him to understand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about uh, poor sense of time? I that think he's, it, yeah. I think he's very aware of time. Yeah. Like he's, he watches the time. He knows when things are going to happen. He's, he's very aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say almost like hypersensitive to time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because if they don't happen on time, then it might be a difficulty. Yeah. All right. So it becomes a problem with uh, uh, something that's unexpected, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Which we'll pick up here later on. Maybe we'll uh, just jump to the next one. How about difficulty maintaining focus? Hmm. No, I wouldn't really think focus necessarily is an issue for him. Like, Unless unless it's hard. Like, it comes back to that. Persisting on a challenging, tedious task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he's com- comfortable with what he's doing, he c- he'll remain focused. Hmm. Um, I, so there's things that he's not comfortable with. Well, like I mean, it's it's one and the same, I guess. Uh-huh. That rem- remaining focused on the tedious or something that is challenging for right. him, then he will lose focus. Yeah. And I and what w- what would be the things that he would have trouble maintaining focus? If uh, the math became hard, or if if it was something that mm-hmm. he didn't want to do, right. 
So math would be one example of that, and art would be another. Art, yeah, okay. Um, and it's, it's, is it art? He doesn't want to do the art. Is that what you're saying, or he? No, it, it, he hmm. has. It's. I, I think it's more of a confidence thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His drawing abilities. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. He would rather write about. If he was to describe something, he would rather write about it as opposed to draw a picture of it. Ah. Oh, interesting. <coughs> interesting. <laughs> okay. So. Um, if if we were to talk to him about maintaining focus, uh, the difficulty of maintaining focus, what would would math again be an example of? Like it's kind of tied ties in with some yeah. of the other things we talked about. It it would mm. be, but I I just I would hesitate to put so much focus on math because oh, it, it uh, happens. Uh, I mean, his places, beha- yeah. the behaviors come out right in other subject mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I suppose uh, if we were to talk to him about this particular skill, we might look at maybe art even. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So what about the next one? Um, Difficulty considering the likely outcomes or consequences of actions, i.e. impulsive. Yeah. Hmm. So what situations is he? He have trouble like thinking. Uh, he has a classmate that mm. he has difficulties with, mm-hmm. and he doesn't um, under doesn't seem to understand that if he says to that classmate, you know, what are you doing, that that classmate is going to respond. Mm-hmm. He seems to have this idea that if you say something to somebody like that they don't need they're not supposed to respond or they don't have to respond mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then he'll he'll get very agitated and irritated by it and put the blame solely on on his classmates right and and you're, you're talking about a student that he finds it's really hard for Tom to I don't know, um, what would we call it, uh, think about the likely outcomes Yeah. Uh, when he's around this particular student. In particular, that student. It comes mm-hmm. out in other cases, mm-hmm. but that one would be the most... Um, right. Um, now, are, are there other areas that sort of are predictable that he has where he's impulsive? He, he often will complain about... I mean, his his need to line up is definitely impulsive. He has to be the first in mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if something or somebody comes in to prevent that, mm-hmm. um, it's very uh, difficult for him to handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's yeah. more of the the likely considering the. Difficulty considering the I, the likely outcomes of his actions, in the sense of not it's not necessarily an impulsivity, but he doesn't realize like if he's gonna walk up to somebody and bump into them, that they'll respond, and when they respond, he gets very angry that that person responded, ah. but doesn't see that mm. by him bumping into that person, he caused a mm-hmm. response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And is that kind of predictable, like the bumping Very thing? Very predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's not just with one student. It's not just one student. Okay. Now, the context of the bumping, is that when he's trying to get somewhere fast? Or is it just generally? Sometimes it's in play, sometimes it's in getting somewhere fast, like he will um, push past people to be the first one at the door. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, that, that, that the wanting to be first is, yeah, is the context of the bump, but then what's going on for him before he, before, what's going on for him before he tries to be first? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I get perfect examples with the soccer game yesterday mm -hmm. when he said he became so frustrated with the incident that he had said to uh, one of the other students, well, then I'm not going to play. Well, right. that student's response was, okay, then don't play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. He didn't. He saw that as being mean and hurtful. That somebody would say to him, "Well, then don't play." Right. But Any town, you still there? Yes, yes. we are. <laughs> Good. So that was about twelve minutes, and uh, in listening to it again, I came up with about a page and a half of feedback that I can give you. How's that? <laughs> Amazing what you can get out of twelve minutes. <laughs> But let me give you some feedback, and then let's hear if you all heard anything else that you'd like to comment on in terms of self-assessment. Ready? Yeah. The, probably the key is specificity um, in terms of what we need to tune up a little bit. And I would encourage you all to try to write, the. and this, this is going to take a little bit more time, but believe it or not, it's going to save you time because there's things going on in the meeting that are costing time that we can use for this purpose. Um, so one piece of feedback is, A, let's be more specific about who and or what, especially what, and or where, when. And the meeting facilitator was trying to make things more specific. Um, he probably needed to be more persistent in doing that and probably needed to ask uh, some different questions like, um, give me some specific examples of um, times when he is having difficulty with that lagging skill. Give me some of these specific expectations he's having difficulty meeting in association with that lagging skill. Those are things that might have helped the participants get a little bit more specific about unsolved problems. And I'll give you all some specific examples in a minute. But I think that a very good strategy would be to try to actually word the unsolved problem while you're sitting there, beginning with the word difficulty. And here's why. The unsolved problems tended to stay rather global. So math is not an unsolved problem. Art is not an unsolved problem. 
It's what the student is having. Those are good examples of sort of a where or when, but there's a what missing. What is the student having difficulty with in math? What is the student having difficulty with in art? Would complete that unsolved problem. And I think that if you all were trying to word the unsolved problem while you're sitting there, starting with the word difficulty, it would help you catch yourselves because what would be written is difficulty with art. And difficulty with art, I think it would become quite clear, is not a specific enough unsolved problem. And the litmus test here is when we go to the student, here's the ultimate litmus test, What's this unsolved problem going to sound like when we raise it with the student, when we introduce it to the student? I've noticed that you're having difficulty with art. What's up? If that's um, the unsolved problem, you are almost guaranteed to get an I don't know because we haven't been specific enough about what the difficulty in art is. So one important suggestion is let's try to word the unsolved problem while we're sitting there and really mull it, and start it with the word difficulty. Now, a few other more specific pieces of feedback, and it did start getting more into behavior uh, as we kept listening. But let me go back to some of the things that got said. Um, uh, difficulty, and I didn't probably write this down specifically enough to remember what was said, uh, difficulty with math before recess. Now, you had a judgment call to make there because one wording would have been, some of the wording that you all discussed was, any time he's preparing to leave the classroom, any time before recess. That's a judgment call about whether you want to be more specific than that and give some examples of what's going on before recess. What's going on preparing to leave the classroom? I personally think that if you're going to make an error, err in the direction of being too specific rather than not specific enough. Another very important suggestion, and feel free to jump in if you have any questions about these. Okay. Another very important um, thing I would recommend um, is the facilitator seemed to be moving on the minute he had one unsolved problem for each lagging skill. And while I get it, spending, getting four or five unsolved problems, if there are that many, for each lagging skill feels like it's going to be time-consuming. I'd rather us spend our time doing that than talking about behavior or theorizing or making it more general than it is, um, is it is are we going to come up with a meaningfully larger number of unsolved problems? Yes. And I've been re referring to that lately as the mountain that lies before us. If we clump them, then the mountain doesn't look like it's as large, but we are deluding ourselves. The reality is the mountain is very large. There are there's a large pile of unsolved problems in the mountain. We need to know what each unsolved problem is, which can be overwhelming. Luckily, we're not, but the reality is they're there. Those unsolved problems are there. If we clump them, it may seem like there aren't quite so many, 
but there are more than what there are when we clump them. And if we clump them, then it's going to be harder to prioritize because we don't have the full complement of unsolved problems before us. The recording that you all submitted is 50 minutes, 48 seconds long. I'm promising you that you can be very specific about unsolved problems, come up with four or five unsolved problems per lagging skill in 50 minutes. And here's an important reason why. As we heard people briefly alluding to in the meeting, the same unsolved problem can be accounted for by multiple lagging skills. As we go down the ALSIP, the ones that are going to be top-heavy most often are the early ones because, well, those are the ones where we're just starting to talk about unsolved problems and multiple lagging skills can, can contribute to the same unsolved problems, and we're going to be hearing about those unsolved problems early on. But as we go down the list of lagging skills, it is not uncommon for us to be checking off lagging skills still and agreeing that the kid is lacking those skills, but also saying, are there any unsolved problems with these later lagging skills that we haven't already covered? And now the meeting starts to speed up a little bit. Because the earlier unsolved problems we discussed were being contributed to not only by the early lagging skills, but also potentially by the later lagging skills, one of the lagging skills that was being spoke, discussed in the meeting, um, the unsolved problem was, one, was related to one of the earlier lagging skills, but then the discussion became that it was also related to one of the la later lagging skills. That's one that won't come up later, because when we get to that lagging skill, there's some chance that we've actually already discussed all of the unsolved problems that are associated with that lagging skill. The ALSIP is the, the list of unsolved problems is going to become more efficient over time because of the fact that we've spoken about so many of them already. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Good. Um, no great need to discuss a lagging skill if the answer is no. I would probably, once people agree that the lagging skill doesn't apply, I'd probably dispense with it rather quickly. A few of the theories we heard were, and people, the, the facilitator was actually pulling for the theories at a few points, but he was actually doing a very good job mostly. Uh, does he lack confidence as a theory? Um, does he not want to as a theory? We don't want to be even encouraging the discussion of theories. Um, let me see what else I wrote down here, because I want to give you all a chance to respond to the feedback back. I think that's enough for now. What do you all think of that feedback? Are those things that you can do in the next meeting in which you do the ELSIP? Yeah, I agree. Uh, when you say that with all the examples, that was something that we ran into difficulty because we were trying to not drag things out, but at the same time not thinking that if we had brought them all up at the beginning, then later on on, we wouldn't have to discuss them. Um, because when we've discussed with the child after some of these lagging skills, yeah, there's, 
is leading the room, there's a different reason for each subject area why he needs to be the first one at the door. And therefore well, and that's why we want to split and not clump. Um, we might be able to clump later once we get the information we need about a particular unsolved problem, but we're going to split. We're going to split earlier just because it makes it easier for the student to discuss it with us. Here's what I'd like you all to do, just because we're about to run out of time for this program. Want to do another ALSIP recording with this feedback included? Okay. Do another. Send it to me. We'll figure out when we're doing our next Anytown program offline, and um, our listeners and you all will be able to hear dramatic progress between the different ALSIPs that you're doing based on the feedback that you're getting. Okay. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Outstanding. Thank Thanks for much. doing this. I think that you are providing a wonderful service for many of the people who are listening. Unfortunately, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Anytown Elementary. Thank you Thank very you. much. And um, that's going to do it for us today. I do have the ending music here. And there it is. No program next week. I've got a conflict. Back in two weeks. Talk then. <laughs>